This is Jim Cahill with another Emerson Automation Experts podcast. Today, I'm joined by Newt Regal to discuss the role of motor-operated valves in creating value for manufacturers, producers, and distributors across the process industry. Welcome, Newt. Hi, Jim. Well, it's great to have you joining us here today. Let's open things up by asking you to share some of your background and path to your current role here at Emerson. Yeah, thanks, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. So back in 2001, I started with three and a half years advanced dual apprenticeship as electronic engineer. My first role was then with a plant engineering company serving all P&I requirements through my activity as site service engineer, I was able to gain first experience abroad and getting a taste of sales while also joining some service sales uh, discussions. And simultaneously, it was the beginning of my valve career. (laughs) Even today, I can remember overcoming a challenge, a really a great challenge in my early days. Or better to say, I was thrown into the deep end doing my very first calibration of a combined DVC I think it was a it was a model 2000 and a limit switch box fitted on a fluid powered butterfly. As I wanted to deepen my practical work experience, I went back to school for 2 years, learned PLC programming and visualization and graduated then with a degree in process automation engineering. After that, my decision was made. I wanted to do a job combining wealth automation and sales. And a few days or a few years later, in 2010, I've then taken the chance with the flow control company as inside sales and application engineer. Then after I part-time studied business studies, I became area sales manager and was promoted to electrics products champion. My task during that time was I was mostly on the road dealing with chemical process and oil and gas um, and customers' wealth automation needs, including its integration with relevant network systems. And what I noticed during that time was the fact that with pretty much every automation package, Amazon was there. That would be perfect fit for us, I thought. So, so I met with Amazon and me, and the good news, <laughs> the interests were mutual. Based at our German headquarters, I started one and a half years ago and really glad being part of something bigger. As Actuation Technologies Regional Sales Manager, I currently cover Dach and Benelux countries, um, which are really important key markets for a European organization. Well, that's a great background. I love that part about, you know, going back, getting the automation degree. So seeing the whole thing, the control system, sensing devices, the valves, how it kind of all works together. So that tremendous background to, um, I think, help with what we're going to discuss today. So you're very familiar with end users in industries such as tank farms, refineries, chemical plants. What challenges do they typically face and what role do motor-operated valves play in all this? Yeah, great question. Well, 
in summary, I see two challenges. Firstly, too many self-sufficient MOVs are in use. And secondly, and resulting in the second point, the gap between the field level, where our field components, where our actuators are, and the PLC, SCADA, or even higher level of, of automation pyramid is big, too big. I need to elaborate a little on this. To mirror what has fortunately established itself, today more than ever before, it's all about plant safety and availability. And this is paramount. What means that a product that is not 100% reliable endangers the process, the environment, and ultimately human life. I mean, each one of us is aware. A shutdown that is poorly planned can exceed its deadline, go over budget, and will negatively impact the bottom line. Therefore, I think in today's time, there is no question that smart electric actuators are the future and offer significant advantages. The fast maturity already used this latest technology as we offer it successfully with our Amazon Betis XTE multi-turn electric valve actuator, for example. But in my opinion, there's still an issue. One problem still exists. Some of them are still work on its own, working autonomously, which means in reverse, all flow control data is collected and stored by the field component, but a percentage thereof have no or very insufficiently connection to the distributed control system to the DZS. So it sounds like some of that data just is stranded in in that part of the device without that ability to yeah. you know take advantage of it. So how would you sum up the return on investment value created by having more smart electric valve actuators installed? Yeah, thanks for asking. But it, it isn't that easy to answer. Again, it's it's fact. The, the, the launch and the uh, successful launch of the smart electric valve actuators proved to be an important milestone in flow control and its analysis of this data enables accurate plant asset management, it enables reduction of failures and unplanned shutdown. That's a shorter ROI. That's clear. As briefly touched before, that's not a complete solution. I don't want to stray from the topic, but to illustrate this, let's take a hands-on example. So we are all oil and gas people. Let's have a look at a downstream process. Let's take a quick example of a cracking process. A refinery's FCC process is one of the most profitable processes and is essential to produce gasoline and diesel fuel, right? Where, for example, 10 people were in need just a decade ago, today one or two process plant operators must take all responsibility to monitor and maintain the plant machinery and equipment. The question is, is it possible to read out the EE prom where all the data from the process is stored in the actuator? Is it possible to read out the EE prom of the EMOV on site with this limited manpower? No, it doesn't work. Definitely not, right? It can only be implemented if all actuators transmitting real-time data to the control room where the operator sits. I think return on investment values can improve and can only improve if the interaction of all components harmonizes, especially motor-operated valve 
with the distributed control system. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, a lot of these plants were designed when there were a lot more people working in them and you you have to take advantage of the data and the communications with the fewer people there in each plant. I've heard something about adding a master station being the only way to provide the high integrity link from a distributed control system to the smart electric valve actuator. Does this mean the problem of autonomously working actuators are solved? Yes and no. We should briefly clarify what a master station is before I try to to come back, before I try to answer. A, A master station, or better known, a network master is one component of the automation, of the plant automation. But it is not the only solution. Jim, don't get me wrong, I'm not arguing against it, since I have two superior solutions to offer with my own portfolio, with Betis Controlling and DCM2 of Legacy Biffy. But I have to tell you, this statement is not quite right. Just trying to express a neutral option on this. A master station is a simple yet intelligent motor-operated wealth control and monitoring center to drive a portion of automation, for example, the plant part of the fermentation. Or, option B, you can use it as standalone system and it acts as an interface between upper-level control system and MOVs to local control the, the electrics. Actually... The advantage using a master station is the connection of several hundred actuators, even with held standby option. Well, you know, all field device data is then stored in a CPU where a connection from the CPU, or at least the physical rack to the actuator via field bus or other cable must be made. And the ring, or the, the most common network topology used for master station is called E-ring. E-ring, or when I speak of a ring, the installation of a cable for the loop needs to be considered and the speed will decrease the more MOVs are involved. That's crystal clear. I think that a cost for the master itself also play a role in the decision-making process, resulting that what many consider too late is the fact that every single network master needs to be added a dedicated unified software platform. In today's industry for zero age, Cloud computing and, and so on is on everyone's lips. So why not using directly Betis DCM Link, an open Windows-based software platform providing high integrity link? Interesting. Yeah, I can I can visualize that topology a little bit. So what are some capabilities and advantages found in Emerson's DCM Link compared to other technologies? Yeah, let let me let me explain some some basics of DCM, of Betis DCM in advance. So you understand what DCM is. DCM is a fully in-house developed Amazon software platform that unifies electric actuation diagnostics. D, C stands for control and M stands for monitoring. All in one central location, which enables actuator data dartering, condition monitoring, event logging, and prioritization of all actuator alarms in a combined and consistent user interface. All of these status and performance are in real-time live trending data and allowing the operator to act before a fault occurs. Therefore, we can say that DCM isn't in any competition to a network master. 
No, does it stand as an alternative to to field bus system? But it really represents a state-of-the-art solution. Not to get too technical, TCM Link is a truly differentiated solution and its added value, its benefits and savings coming from improved plant productivity, not from engineering time. A few minutes ago, one question at the beginning was about challenging processing plants have, right? Looking back, I think it's all about safety, availability, time and cost savings, and a straightforward integration to Delta V or other DCSs. Coming back to your question, to example, just three of many USPs we have with Betty's DCM link. Safety, cost-effective, and integration, easy integration. Firstly, safety, such as advanced remote wealth diagnostics, wireless heart communication, so-called all the predictive maintenance things and the condition monitoring. Number two, time and cost savings. The solar version is free of charge. There's an installed schedule and batch planner for maintenance events included. You can print out really all reports and specs without any limitation. And it's backwards compatible. This is important, not only for brownfield projects. And third and last point, integration. Very intuitive, simplified menu. It has a really superb DCS integration and most of all AMS. AMS means Asset Management System Device Manager and Delta V Explorer System as a snap-on application. Yeah, so let's explore this architecture part a little bit more. Where does DCM Link fit in a typical automation architecture? Mm -hmm. And how does it integrate with other supervisory level systems and even higher level applications? Yes. Yeah, thanks for asking. So we are all clear there is no going back on digital transformation. As the name suggests, the fourth layer automation pyramid begins at level zero, where our MOVs are, and it ends up with ERP level five, the cloud. The PLCs and PRDs typically operate at at the first level, level one. But DCM link, it does cooperate through all levels. It does mean to fully integrate to our plant web digital ecosystem the industry's most comprehensive industrial Internet of Things platform. Based on Namur open architecture, it includes data management, scalable analytics, it includes optics, digital wind solutions, and connected services. Vice versa, thanks to Betty's DCM link, the motor-operated wells are part of the whole ecosystem, supporting companies, improve earnings, as much as 15%. Okay, so let's start winding things down a little bit. I always like to put our experts on the spot. What haven't I asked you that I should have asked you? Oh, yeah, sounds like a typical recruitment question. <laughs> so spontaneously, perhaps a question to investigate a crystal ball and an in, in industry outlook. I recently read an article in the Time magazine stating that more than, I think it was 70 or 75 or whatever, 80%, stating that more than 80% the industry addressed confirmed they were compelled to accelerate the adoption of driving digital transformation faster because of pandemic, because of the COVID situation. That means the change of thinking is there. On the other hand, our resources are limited. 
And we all must make our contribution to energy efficiency, safety, and sustainability, and so on. Digitalization and a smart factory advance even more, I would say. And in in plain language, I mean, a wealth, a bare wealth is what it is. A pipeline, a pipeline itself is what it is. But I think the development of the wealth operating system and mo- most of all, the electric wealth actuators technologies and system haven't been completed for a long time. And the automated wealth will proceed having a large share in the complete electrification. I'm sure, especially the so-called MOVs, motor-operated wealths, will be able to capture and store even more relevant data. And they will be used as a mixture of gateway and edge device for process data acquisition. I see. I personally see the trends are clearly moving in the direction to lower carbon emissions, power to hydrogen applications by using more efficient brushless DC motor technologies, flexible products that offer all options via smart activation, such as multiple loops topology, field adjustable stroke, speed control, and much more. Only by the way, we have already introduced such technologies to the Betty's RTS product line. I'm very sure sustainable products or better known as circular economy and reduction of maintenance costs move even more into focus. And in my opinion, also digital twins, Ethernet APL in conjunction with single per Ethernet SPE, hard IP and Wi-Fi technology will even more prioritize in MOVs developments, even short dated. All available on apps and cloud-based with widgets, so-called crafts for visualization. And resulting in that, in example, DCM software requirements will grow steadily. I personally feel it will move more from products, from like-to-like products, to complete solutions. Keyword product as a service. In example, MOVs as a service business model will be in greater demand. The interplay between the MOVs and the DCM for machine learning is the logical future, Jim. And I'm blessed that Amazon SD solution provider is a pioneer and global industry partner supporting this in a great way. Well, yeah, when you when you visualize a company trying to undergo a digital transformation, one, you got to have the data and valves play such an important part in that and the motor operated valves and the data they can collect in there. And then, of course, the analytics to make sense of that and help make decisions is part of it. So you can see how it's just a critical piece of what needs to happen for people to operate more safely, efficiently, reliably, and all the rest of it. That's yeah. it's a great summation. I'm glad I uh, asked that of you. I guess Finally, where can our listeners go to learn more and how can they connect with us on specific questions they might have? Oh, there are many possibilities here. For for initial information, I recommend our webpage, recommend visiting Amazon.com. We've also made a YouTube playlist of quick, less than two-minute videos that show the capabilities of Betty's DCM link. Jim, your blog called Amazon Automation expert is another great chance to get in direct contact with the relevant subject matter experts and an extremely good free of source information, I think. 
Amazon, we have a large global network with multiple sales and service channels such as direct contacts, distributors, impact partner, partners or VAX. And we are happy just to discuss specifically and customize for each world area and region. And of course, I'm happy about a direct contact through writing an email to me, which is knut.riegl at amazon.com. Also welcome on, on social media, welcome on, on LinkedIn. It's clear in case of not a world area across BU question, I will of course get you connected to the correct teammate. And finally, another great opportunity to meet my colleagues and me personally are the upcoming Central European Innovation Days held in the spring where, where we are doing some live demonstrations showing the added value of Batis DCM Link. Oh, by the way, moreover, I would be very blessed to meet all of you at the Wealth World Exhibition in Düsseldorf, Germany, at the end of November this year, where Amazon Actuation Technologies exhibits, of course. Well, I think you provided a real comprehensive list from, you know, information available on the website to connecting with all the Emerson people in different ways to personally connecting with you, whether it's through the social channels, your email, or even live at some of these events coming up here. So that's that's just great. Well, Newt, I want to thank you so much for sharing your expertise with our listeners today. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Jim. Bye. Bye.